and support begins in three, two, one. Hey everybody, welcome back to another intermittently recorded episode of Nurture and Support. I am Mel at Karmic9. Hi everybody, I'm Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y. T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram. And it is intermittent, but we're, we're trying. We'll get in a rhythm-ish kind of thing. It's more <laughs> a jazz rhythm right now, <laughs> but we'll get there. It, it, and it's entirely my fault. All of you know by now that I live in the hellscape of Texas. <laughs> so it's a very anxiety-inducing sort of place these days. My recommendation, this show sort of deals with a certain kind of anxiety that many of us have become close friends with over the last pandemic year and a half. And that's economic anxiety. So money is one of the biggest things that causes people problems, whether it's personal or in relationships or anything like that. So you'll always hear people tell you that you need to budget your money better. Well, that's kind of hard to do because a lot of people don't really understand budgeting. And there are a million different ways that you can budget your money. So I've been kind of in a position over the last year of, of helping specific family members try to get a better hold of and a better understanding of what they have and what they have available to spend and what things actually cost them and how much money they're actually spending in certain categories of their life. And one of the interesting things that I found (laughs) during all of this was that I also needed a better grasp of some particular areas of my life I was spending uh, too much money in. So with that being said, I'm going to talk about a particular budgeting software that or app that I came across, which millions of people know about. This program has been out for a very, very, very long time. I actually remember using trying it out when it was a desktop software. I'm going to guess probably sometime in the early 2000s. And it was so confusing to me that I gave up on it. And went back to using a program you might know, Kelly, MS Money. Do you remember MS Money? Uh, I have a somewhere in the, although maybe it's been purged, <laughs> uh, I have the MS Money CD <laughs> to install. Yeah, because yeah, I think back in the day they bundled that with a lot of new computers. And that's where I'm sure I had gotten it. So I used uh, Microsoft Money for a very, very long time, I think, until it stopped running. But that's mostly just, you know. You could maybe do some budgeting in there, but that was mostly kind of check register type thing, stuff like that. So what I'm going to talk about today is a program called You Need a Budget. And in today's world, everybody calls it YNAB. And you can get to it online at, well, just Google You Need a Budget and it'll get there. But technically, you need a budget.com will get you to their landing page. When you actually get into the budgeting, it's in a, it, it re- sends you to a different website. But they have smartphone apps now for all of the different phones. And it's a web app now instead of it being a, a piece of desktop software. This program takes a different view of budgeting that 
was a little different for me. And when you look at reviews for this software, you'll get people really that either absolutely love it or they absolutely hate it because it looks at things from a different perspective. And what it does is what's called zero-based budgeting. So how it works is when you put your income in, you are supposed to take that income, the whole amount, and you assign it to a job. You give assign it to different categories. And until you get that number up at the top of the page where it says, you know, ready to assign, that's your whole income until that number is zero. You give every penny of all of that a job, which can be kind of scary to some of us who are used to having to shuttle money into savings. So that being said, one thing I'll say is if you have a savings account and you have a checking account, you might want to not put your savings in, hook your savings account up to this program at first, because when you link all of your accounts in, so it pulls in all of your accounts, you can link all of your checking accounts, your savings accounts. I didn't really look to see if it links in investment accounts, but I know some of them do. I didn't check on this one. But all of your credit cards and all of that, it will link all of that in there so that you can assign how much money to put into your groceries, how much money you have to pay for your electric bill, how much money you need to pay on your debt, which is how a lot of people get into using this because they're trying to either get a grip on their debt so they can improve their credit score to buy a house or buy a car or any of those things or just to use to get a better idea of what you're spending. So the biggest problem I think a lot of people have with this that I've seen is when you hook up all of your accounts, including your savings account, it puts all of that money. So the whole entirety of your checking account and your savings account, it puts it up in that assigned to a category. So if you don't know that going into it, you could think you have a whole lot of money, a lot more than you thought you had because you had money squirreled away in the savings account. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm not explaining that very well. No, it's, it's an interesting way to approach it. But no, it, make, right. it makes sense to me. But then you do kind of need to remember, hey, that X number of dollars right. that looks like bonus money is not. And, and you, at a minimum, right. have to allocate that back and say that's a, that's a right. no-go. And, and that's the problem that I see a lot of a lot of the negative talk about this program is, is that people didn't realize that when you started out. And then they end up really hurting themselves because they either thought they had more money because they pulled in all of their savings money and then, then went on some huge spending spree because they thought they had all this extra money or became very disappointed when they realized a couple of weeks down the line that, oh, wait, hey. There was a problem with that. That's kind of why I wish they did a better job when you hook up your savings account because it's a smart program. It knows what your accounts are. You don't have to tell it this account is a credit card. It knows from when you when you link them up what they are. So I wish it did a better job of warning you about its philosophy on how it manipulates your numbers that it's showing you from your savings account. So I'll tell y'all how I how I mitigate that problem. But I also didn't know that initially when I did 
um, my first budget on it. But because I went and watched so many of their YouTube videos, it's it's one of the huge pros to this program is they have a whole lot of very, very useful videos on YouTube about just snippets. And none of them are very long and they're not giving you a lecture. They really do a good job of trying to make them fun um, while they're also informative on how to work this program. There is a pretty steep learning curve, but it's absolutely doable. It's not as hard as it looks when you just open it up and you don't have a clue what all of this stuff means, which is a whole lot of people when we're dealing with money. I've gotten a lot better about dealing with money as I've gotten older, but I look at this now and wish I'd had something like this back when I was first getting out of college and getting out into the world. It would have saved me a lot of uh, financial woes back in the day if I had had a, a program like this. But, you know, back then it was a stone age and we didn't really even have uh, computers widely available at the time. So, but their YouTube channel is hugely informative. They also have a newsletter. They'll send you that links to a lot of their videos, but also very short, short articles, which can deal with different aspects of how to do things in this program. So what you do when, when it loads up and you get everything in there, you've got a pretty simple interface. You only have a couple of, not even tabs, a little menu on the side. So you've got budget, report, and then one that shows you all of your accounts. And then below that, you have all of the different accounts that you have linked to use in your budget. So of course, the most important thing is your budgeting tab. That is categorized by each month. You don't really, there is a way to budget into the future but you don't really put in, like, you know, when you're on salary and you're going to get paid the same every month, you don't pre-budget your income. You're only supposed to work with money that you actually have. And the programs I've used in the past have not really been big sticklers about that, about really telling you about you are only supposed to think don't, don't think about money you'll have next month. You need to only worry about the money that you have today. And that's what this program does. So the philosophy behind how you're supposed to do this, this is not a program that you just look at once a week or only when you get paid. You're supposed to look at the little YNAB app on your phone every time before you go spend money so you can check your category and make sure that you have an, enough money or you know how much money you can spend when you walk into the grocery store. Now, I will admit, I'm not real great about that, but I do know, I do know a limit on what I have to get. So one of the things I liked that this personally showed me was some areas that I was spending a lot of money in that I really didn't need to spend in. And it really surprised me how much me as a single person, which yes, I have a bunch of animals, but how much money I spend on groceries a month is ridiculous. Even with food costing more than it used to, it's really high. But in watching a bunch of their videos and looking at stuff on Reddit that they've put out in the comments on their YouTube videos, 
groceries are apparently a big problem for a lot of people. We all spend way too much at the grocery store. So don't feel bad if that's you too. One of the other things this does a really good job of showing you is how much you're spending on all of those monthly subscriptions that are now the rage. Everything has a monthly subscription. And before you know it, it's really easy to be signed up for, you know, $15, $10 a month subscriptions. And, you know, are you really using all of them is the question. So you can categorize anything you want in here, any way you want. They don't tie you into doing things their way. You can do things any way you want to. They start you out with some categories that they recommend, but you can change everything. So, you know, I kind of did things their way. I used their categories. I added a few of my particular ones at first, but I used theirs for the first couple of months probably before I got comfortable enough with how everything worked to then start making my own and moving things around. So. I have uh, like I have a whole category for books because we all know Melissa spends way too much money on books and um, why not agrees. <laughs> it also tells me I spend a lot of money on books. So, but that's in a big heading of my live a little expenses on my budget because you know you have to have a few things that give you joy. So. Another thing I like about the people at YNAB, when you watch their videos, they're very big into you can't, this isn't about depriving yourself of spending money on things that you enjoy. It's a way to help you budget the money to give you things that you enjoy, which is a slightly different mindset than I've come across in most budgeting software programs these days. Uh, A few people in my family have been doing the cash envelope for years. And I really haven't pinpointed in my head what the difference to me is between that and this software, because it's sort of similar, but it works differently. And I still haven't answered that question to myself, why one appeals to me more than the other. It may just be the physical cash envelopes of those other systems, because I don't deal in cash. So Anyway, YNAB makes it really, really easy to create any category for your particular lifestyle of the things that you spend money on. And you can budget your money where you feel it's important to put it and not where, you know, the bank says you need to do this. Now, I'll say a lot of the banks these days are doing a better job of trying to help people understand their spending. I don't know about you, Kelly, but I've noticed that my bank has been making more and more of an effort to include spending areas of places, you know, on your on your statements and, and in various emails they send about the different reports they can give you about the increase in subscription payments. When they notice that this is a subscription payment, they'll notify you that, hey, We've noticed there's another subscription payment on your account or, you know, you're spending this much in a particular category. So one, my thought is it's not my business where the Amazon gets all my money. But two, I already know that because I use YNAB. Yeah. So our uh, our bank has done that some too, but because 
although I do really want to look at this because I like elements of this. Use some other software right now that kind of pulls everything together for kind of a net worth thing and all that kind of stuff too. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. so it offers a categorization, but then it is it is a little bit of self-monitoring then. You know, you can have, yeah, I've got a subscriptions category, but I need to actually go mm-hmm. look at it. It doesn't poke me and say, you just you just upped again uh, and that type of thing. Yeah, now YNAB has some reports. Now they're not going to be, they're not really robust reports, not like something that Quicken's going to give you and break down in microscopic detail where your money's going. It gives you some broad reports. So net worth is one of them. And it gives you a a bar graph of your debts and assets and then gives you your net worth for each month. And you can change that range to give it, you know, just one month or the last three months or the last six months. You can change that, that range on there just so you can see how your net worth has changed. It also gives you a chart on your income versus your expenses for each month and then or for whatever time frame you give it. And then it averages them out for you if that's a report that you're interested in. And it also gives you a pie chart kind of thing of your spending, which is what my bank gives me that every month too. Though, because you've set your own categories in YNAB and they're not the bank categories, YNAB can break it down into your particular areas. You know, if you want to know, if you want to make a category for, exactly what you've been spending even at one store you could set that up so you can you can set your spending categories to whatever you want and get kind of a finer tuned report of that better than at least my bank gives me in YNAB so those are really the only reports it gives you so if that's not really that that's not really where it's trying to focus on though I think the net worth the net worth one on here is good for me and the income versus expenses one. I like to watch that one. One of the other things that it gives is, I'm not sure I've, I've seen this in any of the other ones I've looked at, but it gives you an age of money. And what that means is the length of time you have a dollar before you spend it. So, you know, if you're, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, that length of time is not going to be very high. I'm not sure if that is something I've really seen in another program before. It's kind of interesting because to me, it sort of gamifies this experience of, oh, you know, you want to get that number up as high as you can, which is the point, you know, the standard recommendation is that you should always have at least a month of expenses saved up in case of an emergency. And so I think that's kind of what that number there is kind of pushing at. But their definition of what that means is it's just it's the length of time you have money before you have to spend it. And I thought that was interesting because I'd never seen that before. And that was one of the things that puzzled me when I first started looking at this was I didn't know what that meant. So that's interesting. The last big thing that I think this program does really well, which is something I wish I'd had when I was young was because you're allocating all of your money when it comes in to a particular category. Then when it's pulling in those transactions, you can manually enter transactions or you can let it pull them in automatically from your bank, which whichever works for you, you're not going to double up transactions because if it doesn't know what a transaction is, it's going to ask you because it wants a category for everything. So you'll be able to manually, if for some reason, 
it doesn't recognize that these two transactions are the same. One that it pulled in and one you manually, manually entered. You can manually link those transactions together to make sure that everything's always driving. So I've had very little problems with it recognizing that. I think I've had it happen for a pre-scheduled transaction I had put in and then the amount was a little bit different when it actually came in and it, it wanted it wanted me to manually look at that to make sure it was okay. But because you allocate all of your money, when those transactions come in, you're categorizing them and you always have the money to put towards, like for me, all of my stuff gets put on my Discover card when I go to the grocery store. And you don't want to fall into that trap of you're putting everything on a credit card and then not having the money to pay the credit card when it's due. So that's always a problem that everybody with credit cards has to worry about. And we live in an age now where, to my thinking and my experience, it's safer to actually use a credit card for these things than it is to say use your bank card. Just a personal story, a couple of years ago, my bank card, which is what I normally use to pull direct money directly out of my checking account when I went to the grocery store or went to get gas or anything like that, that card, which incidentally is a card I never really used online, I only used it in person, that card got compromised. And in the space of like 20 minutes in the middle of the night, they wiped out my checking account and started pulling from my savings account. And that experience scared me to death because that was all of my money. That was real money. That's not monopoly money. To me, that was real money. And my bank was really, really kind of dickish about fixing the problem. And it took about six weeks to get my money back in the bank, which was a problem for me. So ever since that happened, I don't actually use the quote unquote real money that's in my my bank account to do regular shopping. I put it on a credit card because the identity theft and fraudulent charges things are better. But I don't ever have to worry about not having money to pay the credit card because I've already allocated that money in YNAB. And when you enter that transaction, it automatically moves the money up to the credit card that you put it on so that the money is showing up in your budget as available for the payment for that card. Does that make sense? Yep, it does. Okay. I never have to worry about that. And I get all this, I get cashback money on my Discover card that I then can go use at Amazon to buy my books. So it works out. If, and this is a new feature, they just did a pretty big update a month or so ago. If you have credit card debt, they now have a way for you to see there's calculators online where you can go in and put in your credit card debt and your percentage rate and how much you're going to pay per month and tell you how long it's going to take you to pay that. Well, they have that built into YNAB now. So you can put in, you can budget how much you're going to pay on that card and it can tell you how long it's going to take you. One of its targets is it can tell you how much it's going to take you at that pay rate to pay the card off. And so then if you come up with extra money in your budget, you can throw that to your debt and watch that number come down, which I think is a is a good way to keep people kind of paying on that. I mean, the best way is to not get in that boat to begin with, but I've been there 
particularly when I got out of college, which is why I said, I wish I'd had a program like this back then. And if you are having to lean on credit cards, which almost all of us have had to do at some point in your life, I just had a big vet bill on one of our dogs that I had to put on a credit card. It helps you allocate all of that money to make sure that any new charges that you're putting on that card that you're not adding to the debt when you're having to carry debt and you still have to and we still use that card like I just said I use it for shopping to go to the grocery store and all of that it makes sure that it's moving the money that you know I'm spending for groceries and putting on that card it's moving it over there to make sure that charge is getting paid you know I work on that emergency charge that had to go on there so I think it does a really good job of that And again, I'm not doing the best at explaining any of it, but they have some really good short YouTube videos that explain pretty much every aspect of how YNAB works. And it's really, I've been surprised because this is not a subject I wax enthusiastic about. It's one of those things that we all have to do as people that live in this world. But I've really been surprised at how much I... I'm not sure if enjoy is the right word, but how much satisfaction I get out of it, of of knowing I've put it all where it needs to go and everything is taken care of. It it relieves a bit of anxiety from my day-to-day life that I guess I really didn't recognize that I that I had even. And because one of the biggest things was what if something comes up and you have to spend money in a category that you didn't plan on, it's really easy for you to move money around in YNAB if you need to. It's actually one of the big things they talk about in a lot of their videos a lot is that happens and everybody needs to. And that's one of the other things that I do like about this company and the people that work there is they never, none of their videos to me come off as condescending to people or or anything like that. They recognize that we're all in different financial spaces. And so they use this program for everybody, whether you're struggling just to try to make sure you have enough money to pay the electric bill this month to people that have huge income. It was one of the things I laughed about when one of their newsletters was about how to use YNAB better for high income earners. And I laughed because that's clearly not me. So I didn't even open that email. But anyway, that's another story. So to get to the price of YNAB, unfortunately, YNAB is not It's not that bad either, I think, for what you get. They have two plans. One is an annual plan, and it's $84 a year. Or, like everything else in life, they have a monthly subscription plan, which you're not in a contract or anything. You can cancel it at any time. It's $11.99 a month. In fact, one of the first things they do when you open up and go through the tutorial the first thing they did, at least with me, is have you start budgeting the money for your annual plan. I thought that was kind of cute because I wanted to make sure that you had the money to pay for their program. Yeah, they're going to take care of that first. Right. So anyway, I've been really surprised at how much I've liked doing this. I don't know why. It's weird. It's to the point where whenever I say that I'll get an email at work from something about a, a new book 
that I have to go immediately pre-order. And everybody now knows, you know, to laugh and go, you know, do, did I budget for that? And it's like, well, it doesn't know it yet. So that that's a running joke, basically, at my office anymore, is Melissa and her, her budget, because I talk about this frequently at work. So I thought I would talk at all of you about it, because I've really enjoyed it. And I've gotten some very resistant family members who honestly aren't very tech savvy to be able to use this as well. And it is pretty easy to use. It's just confusing when you first get into it. So you got to do their tutorial. And I highly recommend watching their videos on YouTube. They actually go through showing you how to move everything around. I usually prefer to use the web app when I'm setting my budget and everything. But the phone app can do everything. They just did a big update on it and improved all the functionality on the phone app. I just, I I don't use it as much. I just use it to check my totals basically while I'm out and about. So I think YNAB is definitely worth a look. If If you're in the market for looking at something to help you budget better or get a better grasp on your money. Because you can set it up any way you want to. If you get paid weekly, you could actually set up your budget for every week with your paycheck. You can, it's very flexible. You can set it up any way you want to, which I think sometimes is the confusing factor is that because it is so flexible, it, it's a little hard for people to, to grasp all the different ways that it could actually help them. But I used it for like three months before I really started changing anything so that I could get a better idea until I felt secure that I understood how it was working and what it was doing before I personally started trying to play with the way I budgeted some of my money for bills. And I've tried a few things that I really, they didn't really work for me, but I tried it a couple of different ways. You can always set up a new budget and you could even, if you have a business, you can have a budget for your personal income and you can have a budget for your business income if you wanted to try to use this for your business as well. So you can actually have several different budgets in your single account, but you can't like add the family to different budgets with because there's just one login. So I wouldn't recommend that unless you want, you know, everybody in your bank account. Probably so YNAB, yeah, YNAB or otherwise known as you need a budget it is really good. I really think it's worth the money. But if you, if that sounds interesting to you and, oh, hey, you need a budget, but you have no money to spend on a budget, then maybe go try Mint, M-I-N-T. I, I think it's a Quicken company. They have a free one that works not as in-depth as this one does, but it is free. And so it's got a little bit more limited functionality, but I do know a few people who really like that one. I personally had problems with it not pulling in my transaction information often. So that I had a problem with that, but that's apparently a glitch it periodically has. If you really don't have any money, but this whole budgeting thing sounds cool to you, go look at Mint and see if that works for you. And maybe that'll get you started. And then I highly recommend YNAB. It's great. It sounds awesome. I uh, I really do like the live a little kind of category. You know, there are little things out there like, I don't know, Legends, Ultimate, Pinball. <laughs> kind of roll uh-huh. in roll in at about a $700 price point. And uh, 
that's a that's a hard uh, that's a hard sell sometimes. But if I had like a monthly live a little budget and chose to continue to collect that, I don't do any living yeah. for a while so that I can live a lot and get my legends covered. Yeah. That that could be an interesting way to go about it and to kind of reflect some level of discipline. But you still have to make choices. That means you can't chew through that money doing other things. So yeah, it's easy to do that when you've got something that so far out I, I have some book pre-orders that I've made categories for online so that I put I put a little bit away on it every month you know kind of like in the old days layaway I don't think anybody does layaway but you know I put a little bit on it every month so that when it does come out I have the money for it and one by by planning it out in advance you know yes you have to wait a little bit but it breaks it into smaller amounts and doesn't make it seem as bad. And it's also small enough that if I had an emergency come up and I had to use that little bit of money, I might be able to make it up over the time frame. But, but yeah, life is all about choices. And sometimes we have to make a choice as to, you know, I don't really need that book today, which is a hard choice for me to make. But I've made it. I had a challenge with myself that I couldn't buy a book for a whole month. It was hard. Yeah, but but that that shows the kind of the power of an approach like this, though, too, is the the decisions don't come quite as quick or easy. You don't pull the trigger quite as fast. You're taking into account some other things, which isn't all bad. No, it's just being more mindful about what you do, what you have, and where it goes, especially in days like this. It's, uh, it's something we probably all could do a little bit better at. Eventually, you know, hopefully things will go back to normal, but... Right now, I know a lot of people I know are are uh, having to tighten their belts a bit. But again, I am in Texas and with the hellscape here. So <laughs> hopefully all of you out there are having a slightly better pandemic experience in September of 2021. Illinois is interesting. We're doing okay. I mean, there's the everybody kind of grumbles about some of the things that, you know, early days of the pandemic, certain mm-hmm. rules. Uh, the governor, who I'm not a, a giant fan of, but kind of looking back on on what he did through it i think it he's taken a pretty good measured approach and it puts us in a, a decent position but yeah I, i'm yeah. i'm ready for this to be over <laughs> you know if anyone's listening yeah. can make that happen that would be great so i almost changed my recommendation because uh for those of you who are longtime listeners to nurture and support you know on occasion a cat or two might make its way down to where I record and start singing. And so I tried to strategic use of the mute button, uh, keep that off. But I knew eventually I was going to have to talk a little bit more. So uh, I almost recommended it. I did a quick Google search on cat play video on YouTube. And let me tell you, folks, the one hour of goldfish is gold. <laughs> it, it will fully oh, really? occupy, It is fully <laughs> occupying the cat. Unfortunately, the phone's now being batted around the floor, so eventually you might hear a crash as it runs into to different things. But the cat has stopped singing and has started intently staring at the phone. So that uh, huh. one hour of goldfish, folks. So cat play video, search on YouTube. Good stuff. That's not my official recommendation, but a gift to some of you who might run into this problem. I need that. I'll have to try that. Mine do that whenever they think that the food bowl is just not as full of as they want it to be there's food in there but they want a little bit more yep so i'll try and see if that will distract them it uh it works pretty effectively but this this cat in particular is kind of a big tv fan so you know it, it's in her wheelhouse <laughs> and so it works out pretty well so you know mel just 
talked about how to save money. So, you know, when you save all that money, here's how you can spend it. And you're not going to spend a lot. And this is, you can get this digitally. You can still get this. If any of you still buy CDs to listen to music, you can do that as well. I had way back again, uh, Nurture and Support History, I had recommended X, the group XTC just as a recommendation saying, listen to more of them. Uh, that was back in the days when we were were young and stupid and said, boy, you could you could milk that a lot more if you recommend individual albums versus the whole group and their body of work. <laughs> so I'm going back to that. I'm going to recommend a specific XTC album called Oranges and Lemons. And Oranges and Lemons comes from a traditional English nursery rhyme, which I've never heard. Doesn't sound particularly interesting to me, but that's where the title comes from. It is, I did not realize this because I bought it on CD back in the day. This was released a long, long time ago, like 1989. Uh, but bought it initially on CD, and I didn't realize until prepping for the show that it was actually a double album. Uh, because that's one of the beauties of CDs, is it kind of hides that sometimes for you. So it's it's a double album worth of music, I'm sure at a highly affordable price. Available on all your major download sites and uh, retailers as well. But it is, XTC's gone through kind of different versions over time the original albums by xtc were kind of punk kind of electronic actually tapped into a little bit of the spirit and they used to list him captain beefheart another gentleman i'm a big <laughs> fan of kind of listed him as it so it gets a little bit more complex musically drums and wires one of the albums is a good good uh, example of that so they did that then they moved into a period where like you know what we can pretty much be the beatles <laughs> and they were for a couple albums where they did albums that were very reminiscent of the harmonies of the beatles and kind of the construction but still with that kind of unique xtc lyrical content and and music and then they kind of hit a string where it's they kind of identified their own sound which is a little bit of power pop Definitely got electronic to it, but catchy, clever too, typically with some political undertones running through a lot of them. You think about things like they have kind of problems with governments, uh, God, <laughs> you know, there's a couple things that the main songwriter has issues with, and he picks fights from time to time with all of those. And so, but Oranges and Lemons is a very fun listen. It's uh, got a great deal of variety to it. The Mayor of Simpleton may have been a song you are familiar with, Mel. That was one that actually got some radio play, and back in the day, video play on, on MTV. But did you, Mayor of Simpleton, ring a bell to you at all? I'd have to hear it. I was just looking in my music library because I, I knew I ha I know I had some stuff of theirs, and I have their Wasp Star album from 2000. I think that was more in their ele electronic phase. Yeah, that uh, that was almost my recommendation for this week. So. <laughs> okay. So, so you may yeah, hear I like that album. I already have it. Yep, that's a good one. This one will I don't know. It's it's definitely more. Um, I, I, Guess, guess rock, if you took Wasp and kind of rocked, rocked it up a little bit on, on a lot of the stuff, it, it's still also very, just a lot of really kind of catchy stuff. So Mayor Simpleton got radio play. It's a really cool song. Uh, Pork Skeleton Steps Out is a really kind of syncopated rhythm type of approach. Super, super cool on that. Pink Thing, uh, which is about uh, the arrival of a child, really kind of a fun clever song and across this ant heap is probably one of their more adventuresome complex type of things so there's just all these songs that really kind of stand out but all of them are really good it is a little different in that typically the xtc breakdown is andy partridge who's the 
who sings most of their stuff, writes about 75% of an album. And then Colin Moulding, who covers most of the other vocal duties, did typically 25%. This one's skewed. It's a double album, like I mentioned. Uh, It's got 15 uh, songs on it. And this one here, all but two were written by Andy Partridge. And so he's, uh, you know, I've always, he's kind of been my favorite of the two. I like, I like the Colin Moulding songs by Andy Partridge. Uh, I really enjoy his work. I enjoy his singing. And so uh, this one is a pretty strong Partridge uh, album. But here comes President Kill Again, who is another real toe tapper. <laughs> but uh, it gets into some of their, their kind of dim view of how, um, how politics can go a bit astray. And all that, but yeah. it is music. It is it's weathered well. If you liked Wasp Star, uh, you're gonna like this. You may even like this one a little bit more. So it's a good one that way. But I was actually surprised that uh, this was a double. You know, because this is I had shifted over to basically only buying CDs for a long, long time, and so that it, I didn't realize that the consequences. Every once in a while, you're gonna misunderstand that something is a because they might be giants album will come out with 15 songs on it it's a single album because all the songs are two minutes long (laughs) but this is this is a little different with the you know all the songs are running between three and five minutes and they're they're good stuff but uh, it's a really fun album it is one that i will listen to again and again and uh, since I hadn't specifically recommended it, I wanted to take a, a chance this time to do it. It is also very interesting. Of all the albums I've ever dealt with, I don't know why this is the case, but Wikipedia went to great lengths on this album, talking about how each song was recorded, what the background. It is the lengthiest description that I've ever seen uh, of a, an album that wasn't like a Sgt. Pepper or something like that that was was really big on there but there is just huge amounts of information on um, oranges and lemons on wikipedia because i had got to bring it up to bring the track list up uh, which is where i discovered oh this was a double album and uh, then just going through i was like my goodness there's a lot of material on there so this one is a very well documented so if you want to get to behind the scenes on oranges and lemons and understand what was going on wikipedia is taking care of you there because it is lengthy very lengthy and very interesting so that would be my recommendations i think it's a and you can put it in your budget i think it'll be very affordable <laughs> and you can do that and then the of course the the one hour goldfish video on youtube is free and it doesn't even have yeah. ads so it's even all the better that's great yeah, I was just looking them up on Apple Music, which is one of my subscriptions in my budget. So I don't actually have to buy the album. There you go. In my Apple Music. But they have one of the longest about the band descriptions I've ever seen. <laughs> Speaking of how your your strangely detailed Wikipedia entry, their their about their about info on here is like I don't know, like ten swipes of the my phone it's like forever i don't have enough time to read all that yes and i i love that kind of extra detail stuff but i was kind of like that seems like almost too much you know and so it's it's interesting that that's crossing platforms so my guess is if you want to know more about xtc you're going to be able to kind of find at length detail on on multiple sources as well but uh, it's funny that you mentioned wasp star because i was Mm -hmm. i was really close to because uh, that album's got a certain vibe to it. I think you're kind of dead on when you talk about 
kind of it's got a little more of that electronic influence to it uh, yeah. uh, as well but it's it's got a it's got a kind of a thematic running through the whole thing that just kind of pulls it together really really nicely it's another really good album they were very very good uh, they put out a lot of really good music don't know why they didn't get a little more attention than they did outside of the fact that Andy Partridge suffered from significant stage fright and so they basically stopped touring after their first I think their first album and so they they would never tour to support anything they were putting out. They were a studio band only, and yeah. um, that's the way it goes. At that at that time, that was a hit for them. It, it wouldn't hurt them now so much, but yeah, yeah back then you had to tour. My, is my understanding? That seems to but, seems to have been the case. Yeah, and, and the world has changed <laughs> a lot of these things where that maybe isn't quite as necessary anymore. Make a TikTok video, and all of a sudden, you know, everybody knows who you are. There you go. So I've come across several indie people on TikTok, actually. They don't even have albums out. And it's like, oh, you're just doing this to do this? You're good, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Mayor of Simpleton is the one, two, three, is the fourth most popular of their songs on Apple Music. Just so you Uh, know. I'm going to guess Dear God's ahead of it. Dear God is number two. Number one is Making Plans for Nigel from the Drums and Wires album. Yep. And then I bet you uh, Senses Working Overtime is in that top five. It's number three. There you go. Yep. Then yep. Senses Working Overtime is a great song, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Mayor of Simpleton is their main music video. Yep. Is and it, then Dear God is their yep. second one. And we'll go ahead in the podcast description, we'll include a link to that if it depends. Sometimes it's a little funky what videos are available or not on YouTube, but uh, I believe that one is. And so we'll put the Mara Simpleton video out there for you folks, and uh, it's worth a watch. It's fun. Anything. Yeah, I just pulled it up. It, it's on there. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Well, we'll include that in the description. We will continue to work hard to eventually get to a rhythm <laughs> of, of releases, but just know we're, we're working at it. We'll uh, we'll keep I'll, plugging I'll away. Try. I, I take I take all the blame. Yeah, it's it, there's <laughs> there's enough there's enough blame to go around on this, but day to day life down here is kind of hard, y'all. It's overwhelming some days. It so, uh, anyway. Yep. It uh, it can be well, and then it, plus it's hot, and you get hurricanes and stuff <laughs> like that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. More so, every day apparently. Yeah. Fine. Good times. No state tax though, right? So you got that going no for you. No state taxes. They're, they're still the only plus I have. <laughs> so, anyway. Go. Well, we'll let the Texas Chamber of Commerce use this ending of the podcast in their future promotional videos <laughs> if they want. Yeah. No charge, they'll, guys. They'll love it. I, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Excellent. You know, they love me anyway. That's right. Yeah. Well, Mel, as always, awesome to kind of catch up. I love your recommendation. I do want to take a look at that a little more because I, I like that model, The and the price, you're right. The price is not bad uh, for that, particularly if you, you know, if you use it aggressively, then it becomes, you know, then then it's, yeah. it justifies it from there. So I think that's... Yeah, um, cool. and I didn't mention that, I don't think I mentioned that they give you a 34-day free trial. So basically your, your first month and your first turnover to a new month is, in, is free, so you can make sure that you like it. But personally, I, I don't think that's enough time. It's enough time for you to decide you don't hate it, but it's not enough time for you to actually really, at least for me, feel secure that you're dead on, you know what's going on. Yep. <laughs> so, 
but they do give you 34 days free, which is awesome. But yeah, but I think it's worth that yearly subscription. So I've stuck with it for like six months. So that's amazing that I do that because I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's, that's. And I've enjoyed it too. Like I said, yeah. it's somehow satisfying. I'm not going to say that it's it's hugely a fun, entertaining experience for me, but it's not a chore and I don't hate it. So I, I do get I do get a sense of of satisfaction from knowing that I allocated all of my money and I know that I can pay all the bills this month and everything's good and I can buy a few books too. Sounds awesome. Cool. Alrighty. Well, I think we'll wrap this up for, for this show and uh, we'll be back sometime, folks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. You can contact us on our website, nurtureandsupport.net or email us at nurtandsup at gmail.com. That's N-U-R-T-A-N-D-S-U-P-P at gmail.com. Or tweet us at Nert and Sup on Twitter. You can also catch Nurture and Support on YouTube. Nurturing and supporting. Terminated.